Thank you for joining us in our study of Hebrews chapter 5. We're at the end of that chapter, and I'm reading from verse 11. About this, we have much to say which is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of God's word. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their faculties trained by practice to distinguish good from evil. In our previous program, we talked about the fact that these people apparently had departed from the basics. He tells them in verse 12, that they ought to be teachers for as long as they have been Christians, but instead they need someone to teach them the first principles of God's Word. Now, this would, of course, mean the first principles of God's Word in regard to being a Christian. And if they need to be taught those principles again, those basic principles, they must have departed from them. Now, the basics from which they might have wandered according to all that is written in this book, and really to understand Hebrews, I think you have to keep the whole book in mind. What's the context of this, the whole book? Well, according to the whole book, these are some of the basics that seem to surface as we read the whole book. First of all, they believed in Christ, believing that his sacrifice completely satisfied the problem of sin, but they have wandered from that. And for that reason, we find in chapters 9 and 10 discussion of the efficacy of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, that he by one sacrifice did everything necessary to satisfy the demands of God. I think these Hebrew Christians got to the point where they thought of Christ as just another priest. And for that reason, perhaps, what is written in chapter 10 answers that problem, because in verse 11 it is written, And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And then in verse 14, For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Why would he write this? Apparently because they think that that sacrifice of Christ, while it was good and helpful, was not enough and that they needed the sacrifices of other priests also. This, in chapter 10, appears to destroy that kind of an argument. There is no need to go back and offer animal sacrifices anymore because Christ's sacrifice sanctifies or perfects all those who believe. Now, there's another problem. When they believed, they believed that Jesus Christ was the mediator of a new covenant, that he established a new way to God. But apparently they have been taken away from that belief, and the writer needs to remind them that Jesus Christ ended the law and the old covenant. As he writes in chapter 10, he abolishes the first in order to establish the second. Perhaps when they first heard the gospel and believed in Jesus Christ, they did not get strong teaching on the fact 
that the new covenant did away with the old covenant. And therefore, the law of the old covenant and the religion of the old covenant are no longer valid for the believer. Because as we read through these chapters in the book of Hebrews, they seem to be valuing again the need for the law and the need for the religion of the Old Testament. Now there's another point that they seem to have wandered away from. They had believed that Jesus Christ was the Messiah who would bring them to God. But then the question seems to have risen. Is he enough to bring us to God, or do we need another mediator also? After all, God is the one who appointed priests, and perhaps we still need the high priest of Judaism. Well, while a priest was necessary as a mediator, the person who believes in Christ has a superior mediator. And the author of this book of Hebrews emphasizes this that Jesus Christ is a priest after a higher order than the Aaronic priesthood, and he is far greater than the high priest of the Old Testament. Now, these Hebrew Christians had faith in Christ. They believed that he was enough, but they wavered on this point, apparently, perhaps reasoning that their forefathers had faith also, and their forefathers kept the law, or at least tried to, so perhaps... We also should do likewise, which meant what? It meant that faith is good, but faith is not everything. And the writer to the Hebrews wants to emphasize that faith in Christ is everything. And so in chapter 11, he's going to emphasize, without faith it is impossible to please God. Now, another point that I think they wandered from is that Jesus was the Savior not an angel. And I think someone came and persuaded them that Jesus was not God, was not deity. He was more like an angel. And that's why we have the emphasis in chapters 1 and 2, that Jesus is greater than the angels, and angels minister to him. And God never said to any angel, You are my son, this day have I begotten you. You see how the argument goes as you analyze these chapters and see the teaching that he is emphasizing. It's all there to correct something that is wrong. If they need to be again taught the basics, it must mean that they have either forgotten them or more likely have let them slip away. Otherwise, the author would not insist on reteaching them. Now, can this happen today? Can it happen to you? Well, it does. I know several people who came to my classes years ago. They were very interested in the Bible and seemed happy. And yet, years later, when I saw them, they had doubts about their salvation. How do you help such people? Go back to the basics. Teach them the basic principles all over again. And what are those? Define grace. It's the unmerited favor of God. You're saved by grace. How? Through faith. Define faith. It's trusting completely in another. It's relying upon the finished work of Jesus Christ. Did Jesus pay it all? Did God accept the payment? He did. Of course, the scripture so declares. And that's basic. That's one of the basic principles. These people needed those basic principles. That's the milk, the foundation doctrines of the Christian faith. 
Now in verse 13, he writes, For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. We need to see that, and I think that's deliberate, of righteousness. Because this has to do with how we live. And I think that's one of the problems here. If you don't believe right, you won't live right. It's interesting that Paul, when he writes his epistles, always begins telling about the positional truth that the Christian is in. That is, what his faith is based on. And after he teaches him how by faith he is made a son of God, an heir of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ, and completely forgiven of all of his sins and entitled thereby to the inheritance which is reserved in heaven for them, it's only after he establishes that does he then teach about how to live. Righteous living is expected for those who follow the righteous one, Jesus Christ. Verse 13 says, They are unskilled in this kind of thing because they are children, or he is a child. Now, when we read the word child, it reminds us of what Paul wrote to the Ephesians in chapter 4. And by reading this, I don't mean to imply that Paul is the writer of the book of Hebrews. I certainly don't believe that. But in Ephesians chapter 4, he talks about the gifts which Christ gave to the church and the reason for those gifts, which is related to the problem we're discussing here in Hebrews chapter 5. And his gifts were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And get this, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the cunning of men, by their craftiness in deceitful wiles. But, rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Now, it's interesting that the word for children here in Ephesians chapter 4 is the same word that we have in Hebrews chapter 5, for babe or for child. It's the Greek word that means an infant, a very small child. Now, what's the problem here? These Hebrews, by leaving, the basic principles are like children again. And children are said to be vulnerable to the influences of various teachers. That's what Ephesians 4 tells us. And that apparently was the same problem that the Hebrew Christians experienced. Now, this will happen to people. When they leave the basic principles, they waver like grass in the wind. They're carried away by every kind of a doctrine. Get away from the basic principles and you'll get to the place where you'll wonder if you are really saved. And people who wonder about such things never, ever seem to live right. They're always in doubt. They're wavering. And that's why Paul, for one teaches, first of all, in his epistles, the basic principles, the foundations of the faith, what we often refer to as positional truth. 
a person needs to know where he stands with God. He needs to know that he is a forgiven child of God, that his salvation has been given to him by grace, through faith, and nothing else is needed. Once he understands that, then he can live right. Then he has a motive for living right. If you don't know who you are, how can you ever live like the person you are supposed to be? One will hardly live like a child of the king if he doesn't know that he's a child of the king. Now, in verse 14, the writer tells us that solid food is for the mature, for those who have their faculties trained by practice to distinguish good from evil. The solid food here in the Revised Standard Version is, in the King James Version, strong meat. This refers to the strength that one has to keep him from vacillating. The solid food in verse 14 seems related to practice. They have been trained to practice to distinguish good from evil. This has to do with how one lives. So the meat is not strong doctrine. It is the ability to be able to live right according to what you believe. And by living right, I mean in reference to the context here that Jesus Christ is our high priest and we have everything we need in him and our behavior then should not contradict what we believe. Our salvation is related to the word grace. It's a wonderful word. The Radio Bible Course has a free booklet on grace. It's one of the great words of the Bible. Write for your free copy. Till tomorrow, this is McCallavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.